So, I just ate enough sugar to satisfy a medium-sized kindergarten class for two weeks. Really wasn't the best decision, but it's just been one of those days. One of those days where you need to feel a little bit better, so you just go crazy with the food. What have I eaten in the last hour and a half? Let's see. So I'm recording this episode on a Monday night in my new Airbnb. Just got back from eating, so... In the last hour and a half, I have had a bowl of pasta, a panini with french fries, a plate of hummus with pita bread, a small chocolate cake, like a slice of one, but it was more of a cheesecake, really heavy chocolate. It was actually real chocolate, really like real dark chocolate. It was surprisingly very good because I I would imagine it's hard to get really high quality chocolate in Bangkok, but that's what it was. So I had that with a small scoop of ice cream. Then before I got back to the Airbnb just now, I decided, hey, let's let's go to 7-Eleven, Connor, and get some more crap. So I got three bars of ice cream and a packet of Mentos, two bags of chips, and then one of my gallon and a half waters. That's the only healthy thing I purchased today. But yes, I just finished eating the three ice cream bars and the Mentos wasn't the best decision. What are you going to do? You live, you learn, you move on. Here we are, episode 13. This one's a lucky one, as they say, lucky number 13. We'll see how it goes. But like I said, I'm at a new Airbnb and this is the nicest Airbnb I've ever stayed at. So I'm pretty happy about that. Usually I go into a new Airbnb hoping for the best. I'm kind of worried until I actually know what it looks like, because I'm sure many of you know, sometimes when you stay at Airbnbs, what you see on the website isn't actually what it looks like in real life, because it's just amazing what people can do with staging photos and making a place look good. So was happy to report that this Airbnb accurately reflects how it is online. My only complaint is that there's no desk, so I'm recording this episode on the couch. I'm going to have to be like a statue this whole episode, just leaving my hand in the same position. We'll see how that goes. But I was just walking back to the Airbnb and for whatever reason, there is a huge road leading up to the condominium. I want to say it's over 450 feet. And I'm just using that because I'm used to baseball fields. And I was just thinking as I was driving the golf cart yes they have golf carts here that's how long it is there's a golf cart that takes you to and from the entrance to the complex because of how long it is so yes it is probably 450 to 500 feet and i ended up walking back today on the sidewalk and there's a wall to my left and as i'm walking i just see lizard after lizard i've never seen lizards like it before they were these white lizards and they had claws and it was kind of freaky because i'm not even kidding there were probably at least 70 of them all the way down the wall to the end really have never seen anything like that before so i came back got on my computer wanted to know what kind of lizards those are because i've never seen them before and i couldn't find them but what i did find instead oh what i found instead very scary stuff. Very scary. Apparently in Bangkok, there is a huge lizard problem. And what that means is in Lumpini Park, which is a park in the center of Bangkok, there are apparently 10 feet lizards just chilling there. I think I read that there's 400 of them in that park. Really scary to think about. They're called Asian monitor lizards, I think is what they're called. And apparently, 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 I keep saying apparently, but apparently 
These lizards are the second largest reptile species behind Komodo dragons. So that is really scary. But I think now, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to this park. I actually, funny story, was going to go to the park after I ate today because it was pretty close by. And I was like, eh, I probably shouldn't because it's raining out. Don't want to deal with that. And it was getting dark. So luckily I didn't go because then I might have gotten attacked by a freaking lizard. I don't think they eat people, ha ha ha, but they do eat small animals and fish from what I've read. So definitely going to stop by there at some point. Maybe I'll pretend to be Steve Irwin, do a little filming, see what we can find in the in the wild in that park. That's just crazy to me, like a 10-foot freaking lizard just chilling in a park with people walking on by, just all these tourists just walking on by, going through the park. And yeah, there's these lizards. So that's pretty crazy. Crazy what you find when... You're looking for something and you find something else. This last week, what has happened this last week? Not much has happened. I guess the only things I have to report is that I went to see some Muay Thai fights for the first time. They were pretty exciting. I enjoyed it. It was a lot more intimidating than I thought it was going to be. couple of things. Muay Thai here in Bangkok is pretty expensive, actually. I didn't think the tickets were going to be that much to go watch, but they're around 60 US dollars to go watch like the the big fight promotions and that's just to get decent seats the tickets go up even more from there the prices but there is this promotion this fight promotion that actually is free so that's the one that I went to Friday night and that's the one that all the tourists go to because like I said it's free so that's a good way to kind of check out the whole Muay Thai, Muay Thai scene. It's called MX Muay Extreme. And what it basically is, is they rent out a floor in a building and then they just have the ring and a whole bunch of bleachers surrounding the ring. It's very, uh, I don't know, it's not super, super professional, but it is on TV, which was kind of cool. Really nice atmosphere though. It's really cramped, so it's hard to actually enjoy yourself to some degree. Both my legs started cramping up pretty badly. I was only there for two and a half hours too. It wasn't that long of an event, but yeah, you're just surrounded by people and it's really, really hard to move around. So that was fun. The Thai people are absolutely insane at these events too. They go crazy. It was very fun to watch. They sing along and they chant and they just get after it, man. Some, a lot of them had flags up. They were holding flags. So that was pretty cool to see. There were five fights. These are all up-and-coming fighters, so it's not super technical fighting, but it is exciting because the fight promotion, they have the fighters use smaller gloves, so there's more knockouts. It's more of an action-packed league, and they also are more like an MMA event rather than traditional Muay Thai, so the music they play is heavy metal, which was interesting, and then they don't have the ceremonies before each fight, which is usually how things go down. The fights were exciting. It was pretty intimidating to watch because I was so close and I've never been that close before. And you could literally hear absolutely everything, like every bone going off the wrong part of someone's body. They kept hitting each other in the like forehead. They throw punches and they'd hit the forehead, which is not supposed to feel good at all. When they're kicking, they're hitting them in like the knee and the shin bone, which is, I just can't imagine how that none of them broke any of their bones because that kind of stuff is how you break bones how you break hands how you break fingers i really don't understand how it happened they're pretty inaccurate but it was interesting to see every time a 
fighter landed a punch on the other's chin, that person got knocked down. And that just goes to show, I guess, how that chin music really can be effective when fighting because that is where you want to aim. That is where the knockouts come. But it is, I guess, easier said than done because none of them really did it. There happened to be no knockouts, which was funny because it's supposed to be a knockout league. And that's what everyone talks about when you read reviews about how there's a lot of knockouts. And of course, my first time, there were none. I think there were maybe three knockdowns the entire night. I felt bad also because the fighters that aren't from Thailand, which was four out of the five fights, it was a foreigner versus a Thai fighter. And then the last fight was for a championship belt between two fighter, two Thai fighters. Yeah, if you're a foreigner fighting Muay Thai in Thailand, that is just not a good situation because one, you just have all the fans against you as it is because they're rooting for their Thai fighters. But also, Thailand's Muay Thai scene is really corrupt because there's so much gambling surrounding it. So as a foreigner, it's really hard to actually win fights unless you knock someone out. If the fight is close at all, it's always going to go to the Thai fighter because of the judges. They're always going to favor with the tie fighter so i would imagine that you would have to like i said knock the tie fighter out or you would just absolutely have to destroy the the fighter round by round and even then maybe there's some corruption where you still wouldn't win the fight who knows but yeah really tough for the 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 foreigners man they all lost their fights they all got destroyed felt kind of bad because it looked like there was a lot of illegal stuff happening during the fight that the judge or not the judge the ref wasn't um wasn't really monitoring and letting the tie fighter get away with a lot of stuff it was like the clinches and all that were pretty illegal it seemed like the tie fighter literally has the guy in a clinch with the guy's back facing him and he's just freaking going to town with his knees into his side and everything like that kind of sucked in that regard a lot of the foreigners too man the beatings they took their bodies are absolutely cut up and bruised and i i just once again i don't I can't believe they didn't break any of their ribs or anything like that in these fights. Hats off to all these fighters because it is not an easy life. It takes a lot to be able to do that and to overcome the fear of fighting, especially when someone's just coming at you with so much aggression. It's one thing when you're in a really technical fight because the fighters then will take their time more and it's not like just a flurry of action. And that's nice because then you don't really get overwhelmed. That's a hard thing for fighters that don't have a lot of experience because if a, if you're in a fight, right, and someone's coming at you and they're just really aggressive and just throwing punches after punches, it's really hard to not get overwhelmed by that and knowing what to do. So yeah, just watching that happen, man. Oh, I can't even imagine being in there myself fighting because I totally would get overwhelmed by all that. It was crazy. So I did that Friday night and then Saturday, went to this place called the MBK Center, which is just a huge mall. I was expecting it to be like a traditional mall, kind of how it is in the US, but of course it was not. It was kind of just a, it seemed like a big flea market inside of a building, which was really weird to me. They didn't have a ton of actual stores and name brand stuff. It was just all these these vendors on every single floor. I think there were seven floors in the whole place and most of the floors were just vendors and just the, uh, the I, I don't know if it's knockoff stuff like knockoff brands or whatever or the fake the brands but with the fake stuff don't know if that's what they're selling there but that was really interesting to see saw a movie there and for the entire day saturday i actually wanted to practice vlogging because 
I thought it would be a nice thing to actually have some footage of what Thailand or what Bangkok actually looks like. Yeah, decided to vlog, but I didn't vlog myself because I was a little bit self-conscious. Didn't want to have people staring at me. I just wanted to try and get comfortable with having the camera out. That's, I think, a mistake that I made. And this is actually a recommendation maybe I would give to people that want to start vlogging or at least want to travel and kind of document their experiences just to have video for themselves maybe don't get a dslr camera because it's very non-discreet i'll just put it that way the camera is a lot bigger than a, a point and shoot and then also you have to have a tripod with you to hold the camera so and then you have the mic too right so what i'm carrying around is just this huge freaking contraption when you take the camera and then the mic on top of it and then the the tripod it's just it's just so it just looks so big and it draws so much attention so it definitely makes me more self-conscious kind of wish i had a point and shoot camera for that aspect of my travels but the reason why i went with a dslr is because you just get a lot more flexibility with what you're able to do because you can use it for pictures and then you can change lenses and all that nice stuff and then you can also use it for video so you get a jack of all trades type piece of equipment rather than just a point and shoot that is usually good for vlogging. So yeah, maybe get a point and shoot or like a smaller camera for, for vlogging specifically if that's something you're looking to do in the future. Ended up doing that Saturday and then didn't really do anything else the rest of the week. Today I went and bought all of my Muay Thai equipment so I can start doing Muay Thai classes here I still am kind of on the fence about doing it, but I guess I have to do it now because I bought all the stuff, right? Before, I was just thinking it's kind of a pain to actually take the classes because it's really hard to get to the gyms because the public transportation generally is not in a place where you can get to one of the gyms. So I think there is only one gym that I can go to where it would be decent easy for me to get to it using the metro here but every other gym I would have to take like a bus or a taxi which is a pain so we'll see how it goes I think I'm either going to do a class maybe tomorrow or maybe the next day so maybe maybe Wednesday we'll see I ended up getting new gloves hand wraps a pair of Muay Thai shorts which run really small of course it was really a struggle finding a pair that actually fit and then I also got ankle guards for my feet because I have weak ankles from sprains slash breaks. Don't want that to happen again. So I've been trying to record this second part of the episode now for five hours now. I've gotten through 45 extra minutes of the episode on two separate occasions, but I am just not happy with the result, I feel like I'm kind of rambling on and I'm worried that what I'm saying isn't really making sense. I think what's happening is that last episode of the podcast actually got a ton of listens compared to other episodes. It's really starting to show a little bit of growth, which is exciting. And I think now because of that, I'm placing expectations on this episode because I feel like, well, maybe this episode isn't going to be as intriguing as the last episode, so then people aren't going to listen to it or I'm going to lose those people. So it's really putting pressure on me 
with this episode. I'm putting this pressure on myself, which is making it really hard to record, and I'm just not happy with anything that I've been saying. So I think I'm going to do a 180 and talk about a different topic. Let's see how this goes. Bangkok sucks. I don't like it here. I'm going to just fully admit it. I would love to drop some F-bombs and some some S-word action about how much I don't like this place. It has been a real struggle being here. This was one of the cities that I was most excited to go to before my travels. I had really high expectations for it, and I'm just really struggling here. This is the most I have ever struggled. This last week, like I said, has been a lot better, but... I just, there's so many different things that suck about this country and it really bothers me. I shouldn't even say the country, that's not fair. I'll just say the city because I haven't been to the rest of Thailand, but I just feel really bad about feeling this way because so many people talk about how amazing Thailand is and how much the food is good and all these different things and I just don't agree whatsoever. I wholeheartedly disagree with all of that. The things I don't like about Bangkok are one that the weather's awful. Not only does it rain really badly most of the day, but it's also extremely humid and hot. So that's like the worst combination ever. There's terrible traffic. It's very hard to get around. And a lot of the public transportation, when it comes to the metro, you can't actually get to a lot of the places you want to go because there isn't a very extensive metro lines so you have to either rely on buses or taxis the buses take forever to get there there's not ton of buses i would say compared to other cities in the world so there's that the food has not been that good in my opinion maybe i'm just missing the good places but i don't know this isn't just a place where i'm willing to eat at these food stands i hear about how amazing the food stands are. This is supposed to be a country with the best food in the world because of all the flavors. And you hear all this blah, 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 like eat at the food stands, don't eat at the restaurants. And that has just not been my experience so far. The restaurants have actually been way better. And I'm not really even willing to try the food stands because I just am really worried about getting sick. I see the food that they're preparing. A lot of it's already cooked. And I mean, they do, when you read things, they do say to, eat at food stands where they're cooking the food in front of you. But I just feel like it's not very trustworthy. I walked by a food market today before it was opened, going to the restaurant that I was eating at for dinner. And there is a bunch of caged chickens with a a cover over them. So you couldn't really see them. So they're all cooped up and that was kind of gross. And then I see people washing the dishes in dirty water and I I don't know I just don't really trust it at all and I think overall my opinion of just the food so far the quality of ingredients they use is really not up to par I'm really particular about my meat quality a lot of the stuff's just fatty or it has bones in it and it's just it's just gross stuff it really grosses me out I don't know what people are talking about personally about the food there's that and then what else what else can I say I think that's really all my complaints so far. Oh, I, oh, I guess also the city's just very dirty and that's a rundown in a lot of areas. The roads aren't the best. There's stray dogs, stray cats everywhere. You see rats walking on the sidewalk. You see trash everywhere. 
and then you combine that with just the sticky humidity and it's just it's just not a very great experience getting around and then you also have the fact that people are trying to get something from you a lot of the time although I will say the people are overall very nice here I really like the people have no complaints there except for the sketchy tuk tuk drivers that are trying to take you on scam scam tours so yeah there's that but I think the reason why this bothers me is because of the majority of people that I've heard about like their opinions of Thailand and maybe this is Thailand in general and not Bangkok maybe Bangkok people don't like and they like the rest of Thailand I don't really know but I just don't like it here and people other people do and so it makes me feel like well maybe I'm being close-minded or maybe I'm being too harsh right maybe because I feel like it's really just run down and kind of gross maybe that's a a bad opinion for me to have maybe I should understand that you know like the country is different from where I'm from and every country is doing the best that they can or whatever and you shouldn't judge people or their country and all just all these thoughts go through my head right and I really want to be open-minded and I still am open-minded thinking that it could get better here Maybe I just haven't found the right places yet. Maybe Thailand has more to, or maybe Bangkok has more to offer. I just need to find it. I mean, I do have a whole freaking month basically left here, so I better find something or it's going to be rough. But I've just really been struggling here, and I think that's making it even harder with everything I'm trying to do because it's just so hard to fall into a nice little routine because at the same time, I could just stay in my Airbnb all day and order takeout, right? And just work, work, work on all these, like my blog and podcasting and whatever, but then I'd be missing out on the country. And so I'm trying to see the country too. And then also it's like trying to find photo opportunities when it's always raining. It's just been really stressful. And so I think the overall theme with all that is the fact that I'm not all right with being myself. It's like I'm trying to be someone else or I'm trying to think differently other than the way I actually feel. It's something I've constantly been struggling with here specifically is just trying to feel differently about Bangkok, but I just can't help it. And it's like, I'm afraid to admit it, but I'm admitting it now, baby. We're doing it now. So everyone's going to know, but I think that's an issue, a bigger issue for me, and I think that's an issue for a lot of people is this fear of being yourself because when you're completely yourself, it makes you vulnerable because you're finally presenting yourself to the world the way you actually are. And so if someone doesn't like you or someone has a negative opinion about you, I think that hurts more because you're actually being vulnerable right? You're showing someone who you are and then they're like rejecting you basically or being negative towards you. So that's why it's easier to pretend to be someone else or you try to be someone else. And that's, I I don't think I necessarily have ever tried to be someone else, but it is something that's a constant battle. I think in my head of, I feel like I have to be a certain type of way or I have to do things a certain type of way, especially with social media. I see on Instagram, all these successful accounts, right? It's all people that take these really like high quality photos and they have these cool outfits on and they're in doing these cool poses and they're in all these amazing places traveling and they're on these like poolside views of the ocean and Bali and all these different things, right? And it's discouraging to me because I feel like I have to be that way in order to be successful on Instagram. Whereas I'm just not comfortable doing that for one because I do think it is kind of just one one fake and I don't know I just I think I have a general 
just overall opinion that most people on social media are full of crap. And that also bothers me because, well, maybe that's just me being a hater and maybe they're not all full of crap, right? But I don't know. I think everyone's just fronting, right? Everyone's just fronting. But at the same time, those are the things that are successful. Like I said, these these poolside photos of people in Bali overlooking the ocean and these people wearing these amazing like suits or these amazing clothes and all these different things, that's the stuff that is successful. And so me being new to Instagram and trying to build a following, one, that's really not even the main thing that I should be worrying about. It should be podcasting, but it's something that I feel like I constantly am getting sucked into thinking about and putting energy into because I just am constantly seeing on Instagram trying to build a following. So I'm thinking, well, how am I ever going to be successful on Instagram or build like a big following if I'm not able to do the things that other people are doing? So it's like one, I don't even feel comfortable doing those things. But two, I don't really feel like I have the capability to do those things, right? Staging these photos that these people have, like these people with hundreds of thousands to millions of followers, I just can't really see see myself do it. And I'm really interested also in just social media in general because it's so new. I wonder if the formulas for success on social media, I feel like the things that appeal to people, it's pretty obvious that they do. And I wonder if there's just a lot of untapped potential or untapped um, like marketing methods or different ways of presenting yourself on social media. I, f- I wonder if there's just untapped stuff out there to where you can have success doing it a different way. You don't have to show that Ferrari in your photo. You don't have to be in that multi-million dollar mansion. You don't have to be basically showing off materialism and luxury in your life because I don't know, it's just not me and I don't want to be that way. I would love to figure out a way to where I can just like be myself and get popular that way, but I don't know how to do that. It's really hard, right? The reason why I post food pictures and travel photos on my Instagram is because I know that's popular with people, right? I don't know what else to post. I don't really have any other ideas. And it's like you're afraid or I'm afraid to try new things or be myself because I don't want that to fail or I don't want that to then cause people to stop following me or maybe it's just not going to work, right? And I'm wasting all this time trying to be the way I want when it's just never going to work because that's not how social media works. Who really knows? That's been a struggle. And then going back to the attempt at vlogging on the last Saturday, I really had a hard time putting myself out there in the sense of like walking around with a camera in my hands and filming, right? I wasn't even filming myself or talking or anything like that, but I still felt so uncomfortable because I just put that idea in my head that everyone's watching me or looking at me and I hate being the center of attention. It's something I've never liked and that's something I'm clearly going to have to get over, but it really made me start thinking kind of more big picture about that. And I think in general, we always hear about how you have to work hard. You have to hustle. That's that's a huge buzzword out there is hustle. You have to hustle to make it big. You have to hustle to become successful. You have to hustle to become an entrepreneur and build a business. What I'm realizing, especially for myself, what's going to matter for me to be successful at what I'm trying to do, whether that's podcasting, whether that's growing a bigger 
Instagram following, whether that's making videos on YouTube. What's going to matter for me is being able to be vulnerable, being able to be okay with being embarrassed, being okay with putting my ego aside. Basically, overall, it's just being uncomfortable, right? It's constantly putting myself in uncomfortable situations to get over it because if I'm not willing to push myself to do these things, well, then I'm never going to be able to actually do them. And it's not even a question of working hard at that point. It's just a question of, are you actually giving yourself the opportunity to be successful at something? So I don't know. I just think that's something that people never really talk about. I think a good example would be a job. Think of anyone that's ever struggled, whether it's you or someone you know who struggled to get a job. I know I've struggled. It took me a year to get my job that I had before I quit to travel the world but anyways think about what you actually did to try and find a job and I can tell you from personal experience I honestly didn't do much to try and find a job because I was just so caught up in the fact that I'm probably never going to be able to get a job because I have no experience and I have no recommendations I have no internships right after college that's how I felt and I didn't even want to try because I just thought like it was a waste of time and no one was going to give me the time of day I thought no one was going to look at my resume and it was just a very bad time in my life. But now looking back at it with my perspective that I've gained, imagine if I had just decided to literally go to every business that existed on a street. Let's say, let's just, let's say I picked we'll say I picked Rodeo Drive, right? Let's just say I picked Rodeo Drive and for eight hours on a Monday, I just walked down that street and every single business, I went inside and asked if they had any job openings, right? Maybe something wouldn't come of it for days on end, right? Maybe I do it for a week, nothing happens, but I just keep doing it and I keep picking these different streets and I keep walking, keep going into these different places. I would imagine that I'd find a job and even if I didn't, then I could actually say that I did everything that I could to find a job. I think that is a major theme is that people and myself included it's not I'm not willing to do everything it takes to get something and another thing with jobs specifically maybe you can get a job it's just not the job you want that's a huge thing right you don't want that job because it's not glamorous but maybe in the moment or at that time that's kind of just what you need to be doing and maybe you just need to suck it up for a few years and then you can move on from there to a better opportunity. I don't know. It's just everyone, I think, wants their perfect situation, right? And it just doesn't exist what I'm what I'm coming to realize, man. It's really hard to get to that point, to be as vulnerable as possible, to really put it all out there, to be uncomfortable, to swallow your ego. It's really hard to get to that point, I think, for people in general, but I'm just going to use myself as the example, I think that is what it's going to come down to if I want to be successful. I really do think that is the key to being successful. It's just the constant daily, I don't want to say grind. I hate that word grind, but it's like the consistency of doing that, right? It's the consistency of constantly being uncomfortable and challenging yourself and overcoming that to get to where you want to be. Because I could easily see myself just watching Netflix TV shows, binge watching the rest of my life and playing video games and reading books, right? And I would probably be pretty happy as long as I'm completely isolated from the world and not really comparing to myself to anyone else. 
But when I get older and I'm, you know, 65 years old and I'm looking back on my life, I'd imagine that it would be a pretty depressing time for me because I would basically feel like I wasted my entire life just not ever challenging myself. And that is the mindset I'm trying to take is just anytime something isn't going bad, like even now in Bangkok, even though I'm not liking it and I'm really having a hard time adjusting, I'm just trying to continue to say to myself, challenge yourself. That's why I'm doing the Muay Thai, even though I don't really want to at this point because it just seems like more of a pain in the butt to actually do rather than rather than the enjoyment I'll get out of it like it just doesn't seem to the uh what's that saying the or the joy of doing it doesn't seem to outweigh the pain or the struggles that I'm gonna have to go through like being able to get transportation there and being able to find a gym and actually paying for it and then putting yourself in a position to be vulnerable and embarrassing yourself because you've never done something before I'm trying to just constantly challenge myself even if I want if even if I don't want to just for the sake of challenging myself and being uncomfortable and getting used to that that is something that I think is going to be the key because honestly on the other side of the uncomfortable thing whatever it is you're doing is the reward of achieving your goal and with that I am going to call that to the end of the episode it's 1.18 in the morning, finally done with this bad boy. Now I have to do my little mini workout for the day before I can go to sleep. I don't want to end this streak. It has been a 20-day streak for the workout. So hope everyone has a wonderful week. Thank you all for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe or leave a review. Either one would be wonderful and greatly appreciated. My email is conjayhancock at gmail.com. Instagram is Conjay Hancock. Thanks for listening once again. See you guys next week.